Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth is life welcome back truth is life fam it's december let's make it a december to remember if you will and i don't know about you all but i've certainly been in many decembers in the past where i've treated it like this crunch month like try and get everything done that i wanted to get done in the year or i might think about all the things that I want to get done in 2022 and make it all about that. And both of those things don't really serve me. One is about kind of living in the past and bringing this intense energy towards the present. And the other is about really running away from the now and into the future. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with thinking about your goals and your dreams and where you want to go and starting to really plot how you're going to get there. But for me, I realized that the best way to feel grounded when 2022 starts is to be present right now and to ground down and think about everything that has happened this year and really take an inventory of all the lessons that I've learned. So this month, I'm going to be sharing with you all 10 life lessons of 2021. And in sharing them, I hope that it etches them a little bit more into my brain so that I carry them into 2022 so that I can have 2022 not be a fresh start, but rather a year that builds on the wisdom that I've gathered after this tremendous year. This month, I decided to switch things up and really root down into what the truthiest life is about and what I've always wanted it to be about. Having conversations with real people so we can see how much more similar we are than we are different. And I think from these conversations, we can gain inspiration and insight from learning to those who we relate to. So I sat down with some loyal Truthiest Life listeners to learn about their amazing life lessons of 2021. 
And the one thing that I took away from doing this is how awesome every single one of you truly are. When I record these podcasts, I kind of talk into this microphone and I don't know where or if anybody is listening out there, but being able to sit down on a Zoom call to record these have given me the opportunity to see face-to-face who this community is and really bring it to life for me. I had such a blast and I benefited because you are all freaking brilliant, introspective, really thoughtful people who are willing to shine light on the things that you may have done wrong and shine light on the areas that you want to improve on. And I'm super inspired by you all and I'm just blown away. So this month you'll hear from people just like you. And at the end of the month, you'll hear my life lessons of 2021. So let's meet today's guest. So welcome back to The Truth Is Life and welcome loyal listener, friend, amazing human being, Christina. So excited to have you on The Truth Is Life. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Before I hit record, I was just giving Christina a huge thank you for as you'll see, just being an amazing human being. But as I'm in this call, I'm watching her on a Zoom and she's sitting in a closet with all sorts of supplies, crayons, all sorts of fun toys. So what do you do, Christina? I teach kindergarten in Hoboken. I taught preschool here the last five years and I actually just started teaching kindergarten a month ago, um, which is really, really wild. And I think we'll kind of touch on that um, in a little bit during our conversation. Um, I've been wanting the shop for a while and it finally came through. So that's really exciting. That is huge. And that's such an important job. Of course, all teachers are important, but like kindergarten is such an impressionable year. Everybody can remember their kindergarten teacher and like a couple things they did that year. So you're making a huge impact on future generations. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. I'm hoping that at least one of them gets impacted. Just one would be enough, but hopefully more, but that's the goal. So I'm super excited because it's clear to me that you listen to the podcast you seem to absorb a lot from it and you know 2020 was like the intense pandemic 2021 was like this pseudo pandemic still happening lingering but like you're back at work and living life a little bit more we're all living life a little bit more for sure and I'm excited to hear the things that you learned this year so your life lessons that you're going to carry with you into 2022 Yeah, I feel like this was a big year for me. So I'm excited to be able to um, do this because I feel like I've actually reflected a lot for the first time in a long time. So it's cool to see how much I have grown and how much I have learned Um, in the past. I feel like it's a lot more superficial, but with the pandemic and with the craziness of the world, I feel like we've all gotten a little bit deeper because we've had to. Yeah, it's definitely been a nice moment to like hit pause and look inward and hopefully, really hopefully, take what we all learned as we hopefully again move forward out of the pandemic into 2022. So yeah, for sure. Crossing my fingers, knocking on wood that we are able to move forward back to some sort of a life that we knew, but with the newfound knowledge that we're bringing forward. For sure. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm trying to bring into the day to day. All right, let's jump into the first thing you learned this year. When you asked me to do this, this is the first thing that kind of um, popped into my head. And it's because it's made such an impact on me in a negative and a positive way is friendships and how to categorize them and how to kind of navigate them. Because I've had some moments where I have 
felt a little bit sad about certain friendships or maybe confused about the dynamics changing. And what does that mean about me? What does it mean about us as, as friends? And being able to finally understand that you can put these friendships into categories. And, you know, it's actually your podcast and also Sarah and Aaron Foster have a podcast and they did coincidentally at the same time, an episode on friendship. And it made me really understand that you can put friendships into different boxes and understand what they give you and what they don't and how you can get things from different people. And that's really helped me kind of feel better about where I am, especially with my really old friendships that maybe don't feel as alive and special as they used to do for me. But now understanding like they're historical, they are going to be with me for life. They're going to be there for when I get married, when I have kids, when I do all of these big things, but they're not the people I'm going to call day to day. And I'm not that for them either. And that's okay because I have other people for that. I love that. And I think those old ones, then that history, it's so cool to know that they're going to be there for your big moments. And in some ways for me, at least, like, I don't need to catch those people up, like, because they know who I am. And as long as I'm staying true to who I am and who I was then, that's going to shine through when they meet up with me at, you know, my child's birthday party or my wedding or whatever, whatever it is. And I'll also add that where I'm going to implement what you learned and take with me is entering this new life phase of having a baby and like meeting all these new people. I think it's really easy to categorize people into like, oh, I like her. I don't like her black and white. Mm -hmm. And people in this phase for me are going to have a new role. Like you're going to be a mom friend for me. So maybe you don't need to fit the same needs as just a regular friend for me because we're going to talk about the babies or you live nearby or like whatever it is. So I'm going to carry that with me as I enter this new phase of meeting more people. Absolutely. I think it really helps. And it makes you feel like you're not abandoning other friendships and that you can take on these new ones and they're filling a void that you really needed. And that's really important. Thank you. I love that one. What's your next one? So the next one kind of goes into that. It's putting boundaries within friendships. I'm a big friend person. I take my friends really seriously. I take my friendships really seriously. I put a lot of effort into them and I pride myself on that, but it was coming at a cost. And I had to kind of be able to step back and say, this isn't working for me. Maybe what you've asked me to do, a position you've put me in, you might be my best friend, but this doesn't feel right to me, whether it's financially, energetically, whatever it might be. And now I have to step away. And if that has an impact on our friendship, that's because you don't understand where I'm coming from. I have to be okay with putting in that boundary and kind of stepping back. And it's difficult um, in the situations I had to kind of implement that in, but in the long run, it ended up working out best for everyone involved. And it just goes to show you that you need to have these boundaries within friendships, relationships, family, wherever it may be, because at the end of the day, you need to protect yourself and how you feel and how you can get through the day. And if something's weighing on you, it's not worth it for anybody involved. Boundaries are super important, whether it comes to your friends, your family, your in-laws, your cousins, whoever. That's a really strong move. I think even perhaps the the hardest ones to do with friendships because family, they're going to stay or they're going to re-enter your life at some point. With friends, you don't really know. I'm curious to hear how they responded eventually. So you said that, you know, it was tough at first, but then things got better. What happened eventually? Absolutely. Yeah. No, I had to put in a boundary when it came to a friend's wedding and I was not comfortable being a bridesmaid any longer. And it was one of my best friends and it was really, really painful for me to do that. 
and the idea of hurting her was just so overwhelming to me. And it did take us a beat, right, to find our flow again to, you know, we were fine when we saw each other next, but something still felt a little off, right? So it took, you know, a couple of times hanging out again, uh, one, one drunken moment of us crying to each other, you know, and sharing that, you know, we're so sorry, and she understands, and I apologize. And, you know, at the end of the day, our friendship means the most and just slowly getting back into more texting, more phone calls, more FaceTimes, like we had been doing prior, we kind of took a step back from that, and tried to keep it as normal as possible, but not over communicating. Um, and then slowly reintroducing that. And now I know that I can kind of pick up a phone anytime. I'm, I'm texting her at 6am this morning, you know, things made their way back. And I think it was easier because we're in the same circle and we had no choice but to see each other. Um, and we're linked for life because of the circle that we're in. So, you know, we kind of had to figure it out. Um, and we are in a really good place now. And my question would just be after putting that boundary in place and now having a new relationship, obviously, for whatever reason, you needed to speak up for yourself or make some sort of change. We don't need to know the details here. But I think a lot of us are used to, whether it's with a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a partner, whatever, putting that boundary in place and then finding ourselves back into the same cycle where we're like, wait, this isn't working again. So has your friendship shifted or mutated in a different way that now you can better understand each other's roles? I think so. And I think that, you know, for both of us, we'll be more aware of what each other is comfortable with going forward. We talk a lot about boundaries within our other friendships. And I'm very open about speaking about my boundaries with other people. And we talk about our boundaries within our family um, so often that I think we kind of have really taken that into other parts of our lives. And hopefully, you know, I, I hope that we can continue to respect each other's boundaries that we have within our friendship. And it feels like we are right now. And I think that we'll both be very aware going forward, like what might feel kind of not right for the other, um, which is good. But I mean, as of right now, you never know what will change. But for me, at least I brought it into other friendships too, because now I have the confidence from that situation yes. to be able to bring that into other friendships and relationships because it worked there. Hopefully it'll continue to work with other people. And then if it doesn't, Clearly, they weren't the right fit for me in this phase of my life. Yes, such a bold move and a powerful move. And I am just really impressed. I think it's super hard to do with friends. And then to rebuild that friendship with a new foundation is really just quite impressive to me. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just so thankful, you know, and it worked out in the, the end because she is one of my best friends and I love her so dearly. Um, so would have never wanted to lose her, right? Yeah. And forgiveness can be so powerful like that, too, you know, for I'm sure you making that choice felt like a stab in her heart, one that she couldn't understand given the gravity of the event going on in her life. So the fact that she was able to, you know, love you back in. And I think that's the thing with like female friendships and I'm sure ma male friendships as well. I can just only speak to female friendships is when they're really strong, we love really hard and therefore the fallout can also be really hard. Yes. We can go through that same cycle of breakups with each other. For sure, for sure. And that's, what hurts the most, right? But then if that love can pull through at the end over those hurt feelings and that ache, that makes us even more stronger, even more beautiful when we do come together, which is a cool thing. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. 
With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's your next life lesson of 2021? Oh my gosh. Yes. My next one, I think is a big one and something that, you know, I feel like the whole world is talking about, which is manifestation. And, you know, I've heard this word, I've heard other people talking about manifesting their life, write it down, speak it into reality. And it sounds kind of nutty, right? But I did, I realized that it works, but you have to take the opportunity when it presents itself, right? You're not going to just have a pile of money fall in your lap or your dream job um, knock on your door, right? You need to put what you want out into the universe, believe that you can achieve it. And then when you see that there's an opportunity for you to get there, you have to be brave enough to go after it because it's been put in front of you. You have to still do some sort of work there, right? So when it comes to my job here, you know, I have been wanting this new position for a really long time and hadn't been working out. And I kept telling myself, I'm going to get there. The timing will be right. I will achieve this. I know that I will. I'm okay where I am now, but I'm going to get to that next place. And it came at a really weird time, a month into the school year. I could have been like, I'm not leaving my current students. No way. That's too big of a change. I'm going to hurt feelings of current students. It's going to be too hard to build relationships with new families and kiddos. And instead I was like, no, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this and I'm going to interview as hard as I can. And I'm getting this job. This is mine. This was put in for me and I have to be brave enough to take that, take that leap. And I did. And it's been wild and crazy, but I got the job. Obviously I'm sitting in this closet (laughs) because of it. And it's been amazing and I love it so much, but I wouldn't have gotten there if I was too nervous or not bold enough to see that this is what I've been asking the world for, right? It's here and now I have to grab it. Yeah, sometimes things land on our laps in less than opportune moments and it was yours for the taking. And I think that fear could have held you back in a million ways, even just the fear of, do I know how to teach kindergarten? You know, you were teaching preschool before, yeah. which is, this is curriculum based, you know, this is a whole whole other thing. So that's really cool and you're super powerful. I feel like we're all just like 
picking up on your powerful vibes and hopefully <laughs> taking them into, um, no, really, it really sounds like you're like stepping into who Christina is meant to be and the universe is responding energetically in a way that isn't always easy, <laughs> but like is, is hearing you. You're in concert with your surroundings, which happens when we are, I believe, doing that inner work to live our truthiest lives. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm just trying to align with my truthiest self and the universe and it's starting to feel really, really good. It's working. Cool. Love it. What else we got? All right. So the next thing, which I think something that probably almost all of your listeners can relate to is not attaching my self-worth to what I look like and my body size and shape. And my body has changed in so many ways, as many of us um, are dealing with, especially over these last couple of years, whether they've gotten bigger or smaller, or we're noticing that clothes don't fit after being home for so long and wearing sweatsuits um, and being cozy. Those jeans were pretty scary for a lot of us. And it took me a while to understand that it just doesn't matter. No one cares what I look like. They just don't. And the number on the inside of my jeans isn't having an effect on anyone other than me when I look at it and put them on. And as long as I'm comfortable and I feel good, I'm going to radiate that to others and they're going to pick up on that. Not whether, you know, I look like a little bit heavier than I have in years past or, oh, I haven't seen you wear your favorite dress you used to wear three times a week. Where'd it go? Well, it's in the donation bin, right? Because it's just not working for me. And that's okay because I'm still smart and funny and cool and all of those things still remain whether I am a twig or not, right? And I, I know that that's really hard for a lot of people to kind of grapple with. And it's not like it's easy every day. You know, I always have moments where I'm like, I wish I just <laughs> could get dressed and not be worried about how I feel, right? But when you feel so good about yourself and where you are and what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and the kindness that's radiating from you, And all of those good things that you bring to the table, who cares about everything else, right? Just who cares? That was a long journey, but I'm there. I'm there. (laughs) It's really amazing. And I think you're there long before a lot of people sometimes ever get there if they ever do arrive. I work with women of all ages. And although you might turn a corner and be struggling again, you found a moment in your life where you can say, I'm okay as I am. And now that we're like stamping this time with that verbally out loud in your journal to your friends, in your mind, whatever, it's a place we can return to because we know that we're capable of really making our self-worth a stable, concrete foundation for us to build everything else on top of that. Like it's clear that your base is really strong. Do you have any tips or advice that you could give a listener that would love to benefit from feeling like their self-worth isn't dependent on putting on those jeans in the morning and feeling like a failure or a success based on that. Absolutely. I think a big thing that I started doing was making gratitude lists and understanding how much I had, the abundance of what I have. When you think about that, then it feels so silly to be worried about what size your jeans are, right? When you have all of these amazing things in your life. Started making lists of the things that I feel like I'm really good at. And I'm a great friend. I'm a great listener. I'm really good at making a music playlist. Like I'm good at a lot of things that don't have to do with what my body looks like. And then I also started wearing the things that I wanted to wear, despite how I might think it looks right. Like I stopped for a while wearing like tighter fitting clothing. I was wearing loose baggy things. I actually didn't feel better in that. I'm really into fashion. I'm really into getting dressed. Once I started leaning back into that, 
And I was like, oh my gosh, it feels so good to put an outfit together. Like, this is fun. It shouldn't matter that it's the next size bigger. I want to feel cool. I want to feel like I'm catching onto trends and I'm putting myself together to go out into the world and leaning into that because it was so fun for me for so long and kind of bringing that back made me realize that I actually look better in things that fit me, right? Mm. I look better when I'm wearing the size I'm supposed to be rather than overestimating it to hide what I perceive as a flaw. Right. That's the thing. You know, it's not about the tight or the baggy. It's about why are you wearing it? If you're wearing it to hide versus a form of self-expression or to feel good and put an outfit together, have some pride in, in, you know, it doesn't have to be an expensive outfit. doesn't even have to be a trending outfit. But if it speaks to you in that Mm -hmm. moment, it's helping you show up in the world and speak to who you are without having to verbally speak to who you are. Like, it's cool to let our bodies and what they wear say something before we verbally say something. Absolutely. Yeah. You put on an outfit and someone can figure out a million things about you right then and there. Right. And how you wear it. It's not just about the outfit. Like if you're wearing those jeans, you're wearing those jeans. Absolutely. Yeah. You get a cool new pair of shoes and you're strutting down the hallway. People are going to notice. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta nice own thing. the look. Absolutely. That's for sure. I love a good look. Then it's clear that you're owning each one that you're wearing. I like your jacket, by the way. Thank that you're you. Wearing. Thank you. Yeah. A little corduroy thing. It's dressed down week since it's a short week for the holiday. So I got a little sweats on. I got some cool converses on. I'm feeling good. <laughs> you're crushing Hoboken life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. All right. What else you got? Um, the next one I think is a big one and, you know, might not relate to everyone, but I have finally reached an acceptance within my religious practice. I grew up with a Catholic father and a Jewish mother. So we never really kind of had a concrete understanding of what we believed in, who we were. And I was very close with my grandma growing up and she was the one that exposed me to Judaism. And it was so beautiful to me. And I felt so connected to her that I wanted to continue to explore that. And After college, I was heavily involved in Chabad in college, and I really found my people. I started to understand. I was given a Hebrew name, all of these amazing things, but then I left school, right? And now I'm on my own again, and I have to figure it out. How can I be Jewish by myself when I don't really feel as Jewish as other people I know? It took a lot for me to kind of realize that my work within myself directly relates to my work within my religion, because now I'm feeling confident to say, I am Jewish and I am proud of being Jewish and my level of observance doesn't mean anything. A Jew is a Jew is a Jew, as as the Rebbe said, and I can celebrate Shabbat or not, right? I can, I can be kosher for Passover or not. It's okay. My relationship with God is between us. And as long as it feels good there, doesn't matter how anyone else perceives it. Yeah. And I think anybody listening can expand what you said to their own religion, whether that means being more religious than they grew up or less religious than they grew up. And obviously, if Judea, if it's not Judaism and it's something else, where where do you feel like a good Christian or bad Christian? And can you own those choices so that you are really focused on your relationship to God or whoever the, the higher power is within the religion and cancel out, I think, that noise? Because yeah. for you, you don't have the family tie to religion. Like it sounds like there wasn't really much religion in your home. Nobody said, this is what we do. So you're really carving that own path for yourself. And that's really powerful because it speaks to you, you know, like you're being pulled there or, or something speaks to you in that way. And to go directly to source, cancel out the noises where I think a lot of people who grow up inundated in whatever religious beliefs they have 
can really struggle with figuring out what feels good for them because there's so much belonging rooted in who it is. You know, I'm afraid to do this because then I'm not as Jewish, Catholic, Christian, whatever, as my family. So cool to be empowered in any direction. And for all of our listeners, you know, that's me just saying I support all religions too and all variants and whatever anybody wants to do, as long as it comes from a place of love and peace and feels good to the individual. Absolutely. And I think there's a cool thing about Judaism that can really be applied to anyone is that they say that Judaism is in the moments not in, you know, going to, a, you know, a service at temple or maybe celebrating the holidays or being kosher or, you know, doing as many mitzvahs as you can each day, right? It's in the moments that you choose to connect and those little moments add up and that can be applied to anything. That could be applied to anything. Anytime you choose to connect to a religion, to a friend, to a partner, to a family member, you know, to a stranger that you meet. Those moments are so critical. They're so important and they fill you up in so many ways. And those are the moments that are going to matter because they're going to continue to build and fill you up. For sure. And where'd you go to college, by the way? I went to Rowan University in South Jersey. It's in Glassboro, New Jersey. What's it called? Glassboro. Glassboro. Got it. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right. What's your next one? All right. My next one, I don't want to say it's a selfish one, but um, I think it was a validating one, let's say. Um, I've, you know, been in therapy for a long, long time, long time. And outside of therapy, I've done a lot of work, whether it's reading books or listening to podcasts or connecting with people that are in the kind of same place as me. I've really learned a lot about energy and connecting to it and reading other people's and things like that. And just recently I've had some friends going through some things and a lot of them, their feedback for me is you should be a social worker. You should be a therapist. You should be all of these things. And it validated for me that, you know what, all of this work that I've done on myself, I've achieved it. It's worked. I, I have done it. And 
people are noticing that people are noticing that I'm confident that I understand emotions that I know how to navigate them. And on the backside of that, it's made me realize that a lot of people don't want to put in that work and they want someone to sit there and tell them, you know, you have to do a, B and C and you'll feel better, but they don't want to do it. Right. They don't, they, they think they can't, or they, they don't believe that, you know, it's for them and you can't help people that aren't willing to go and, and be helped. But in these situations, I think I've just really felt validated that my inner work is shining through. People are able to really see that I do have a lot of my life together and I am feeling a lot better and I have a positive outlook on things, but it's because I've spent years navigating all of the trauma and the chaos and things that, that were really difficult for me to overcome, but I did it and I continue to do it every single day. And it's cool that you're showing up to these people who want to get to where you are and you're not just like, yeah, I don't know. I just like, you know, just started thinking happy thoughts. You're like, no, I, I did the work. I went to therapy. I continue to go to therapy. I'm still working on myself. You know, I think a lot of times when we see people who are in a great place, we think they just arrived there or we really miss that gritty part. And even though you're not like, you know, putting it all over the Internet or a blog or anything like you're really in in the trenches and you're telling your friends and family and making an impact on them to think differently about what inner work can feel like, be like and that there's no shame in it. Absolutely. And that's what we need to be doing, right? That's what we need to be doing for everyone. Because it's one thing if you follow an influencer that says that. It's one thing if you have a therapist that that says that. But it means a lot when your friends kind of break down that wall and really tell you like, no, this is what I went through. This is how I got here. And you can do it too. You just have to want to. And you can get there too. And I know on this podcast, we I do bring on a lot of like big name influencers because they can be, you know, people want to hear their story. Absolutely. But the truthiest life is not just about that. Obviously, you know that the truthiest life is about what you and I are doing, which is you're a teacher. You're doing like, a, you know, a hard job outside of your house every single day. You're a real person. Uh, not that an influencer is not a real person. No, but definitely. You but know it's what different. I mean by it's a that. different. It's a different level. It's a different thing. And I just want everybody has these stories. Everybody's going through it. So it's always been about real people stories for me. And and hearing what you're saying is just the reminder that all of us have an impact on each other. Absolutely. And I, I think that goes into, you know, one of my next things that I, I learned this year is that um, I learned it from really your episode with Q, right? He talked about everyone being an influencer and you don't have to have a platform with thousands of people or even hundreds of people. We're influencers every single day and we can be influencers about things that actually matter, right? It doesn't have to be like, oh, you know, Christina loves skincare. Let me hit her up and see what her favorite moisturizer is right now. How about it's, you know, I know Christina went through a tough time recently and now I'm going through a tough time. Let me reach out to her and talk to her about it. And then on the flip side, I can say to people, hey, like, I see you're struggling right now. I've also struggled. Can I help you? Can I listen to you? Is there something I can do to support you? Somewhere I can guide you to? And then even fun things like, you know, like skincare or fashion or music or things like that. Like, I love sharing those kinds of things. I like to pretend I'm an influencer on my Instagram all the time. But that's because we all have people watching and listening, people from high school that still follow you, random people if your account's public. Like, you have a platform with your friends, with your family on the internet, with your coworkers, with your students, anybody. And to be able to stand there and really feel strongly in your beliefs and who you are and what you stand for 
has an impact on other people. And we should really feel confident to share those things. Agree. What's next? How to say no. I'm a big yes man. I have been for a long time. And um, working on how to say no has been a, a long journey, but I have finally really put it into practice. And I think this year, especially, I used to be someone that would take on about a zillion different things during the week, whether I was tutoring, babysitting, you know, running extra errands to make, you know, my partner's day easier, but really it was making my day harder. And it just exhausts you. It depletes you. And then it causes you to resent the people that you are saying yes to without them even knowing, right? Because to them, you're eager to do it. You're eager to say yes. You're eager to help out. But at what cost, right? So I've learned to say no. I've just learned to say no. And also how to not explain myself. I can literally just say, no, I I don't have the time to do that this week, maybe next time, right? Rather than, oh no, I have to walk my dog and then I have to go to ShopRite. And then, you know, there's that Trader Joe's sale that I need to get to too. I'm not going to have time. Like, no, no one cares. Just saying, no, it doesn't fit into my schedule today. I'm sorry, it couldn't work out. And that's it. Or saying, having the confidence to say, I can't tutor your child at 4.15, but I can do 3.15. So if that works for you, great. If it doesn't, no worries, we'll go next week. And most of the time it does work for them, right? We are bleeding out energy left and right, forward and backwards with the way that we communicate both out loud and in our minds. And like you said, though, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. It's like, no, wait a second. What do you actually need to do? And what can you put those boundaries around? And when communicating externally, I love what you said, like, I can't do this, I can do this time. Because people also really respond to that much better than they respond to, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't make that, blah, blah, blah. Like there are two different energy accords. One is like, I'm strong, powerful, not available now, but I can see you there. The other one's kind of like, I'm a mess, but I'm I'm weak. I want to help you, but I can't. It's kind of, you know, who, which person are you attracted to? Absolutely. Both are there to help you, but there's the person who's kind of laying it out clear for you, which is saving both of you the energy. You're skipping the, sorry, don't worry about it. Da, 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 you know, just right to the point. I love that. Absolutely. And I, I, I think I finally took that on also because on the other end, I have friends who will write me like a five paragraph essay when they can't do something last minute. And it's like, I literally do not care. Just say, sorry, I can't make it. Something came up or, you know what? Sorry, I'm really tired. And I just can't get off the couch tonight. You don't even need the sorry, but (laughs) if you've got to throw it in. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Just being like, I'm not getting up. This doesn't work for me. I'll see you next time we go to lunch. Like whatever it is. I just, I don't need to read your essay about why you can't do it. That now I'm just annoyed when really you could have just said, I'm just not into it. And I would have been like, all right, cool. Thanks for the honesty. I'm still into it. So I'm going to still go with so-and-so, but you know, stay home. See you later. And for anybody that struggles with the feeling like they need to put an explanation out there, if it's in that moment, you're tired or whatever. I think a good way, like you said, is to just be like, I'd love to do it next time, or I'd love to do it next Friday, either be specific or general, as long as it is something that you possibly want to do in the future. Right. Yeah, I think you said something really good on your most recent episode, how don't say you're going to do it, you know, next time if you really don't want to do it, right? Like, don't be like, oh my God, I'd love to do that, but maybe next week. And then that person follows up next week, but you really didn't want to do it. So why are you saying that? I hate that wasted energy and that re- and those repeated conversations. I have repeated conversations with my husband all the time. He'll ask me something. I say something. And then he asks me again. And I was like, 
but like he heard me. I'm like, no, no, we're no we don't need to do that twice because I just like I'm, I'm mindful with my words. I don't yes. think a lot of people are. But if I said yes, that is what I want to do. You know, if I said no, that's still what I want to do three seconds later. Absolutely. Yes. And it's just like you said it already. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you've got kids to get back to. Do you have any last ones you wanted to get in? Um, I think I might have skipped one. I don't know. Oh, my gosh, it's a big one. I just turned 29 a couple months ago. And thank you. Thank you. Back in September. And someone actually told me that their 29th year was their best year yet. And then someone else told me, and then someone else told me, and I was like, guys, I hate odd numbers. Like this isn't going to work for me, but thank you for, you know, all the positivity, but turns out 29 is super lit. So I am really stoked on this year. However, I really did think by 29, I would be, you know, married and have children. And I have not reached that point yet. And I put a lot of pressure on that for a while. And I think the biggest part of it was because since I was like an actual baby, I knew I wanted a baby. So we have a biological clock. It's ticking. We hear that all the time. There's a lot of pressure to have children by a certain age. I always wanted to be, you know, this young, hot mom, this whole idea that, you know, I'm going to be able to, (laughs) you know, have all these cute babies and run around with them and take them to all these classes. And I'll still have be young and have energy and wear my cute workout outfits. Right. And it's just not how life has gone and that's okay. And I'm just not there yet, but I'm going to be. And for the first time, I think in my life, I feel really content about that, that I know that that is my ultimate goal. I'm going to get there but it's okay that I'm not there yet. And I'm actually really enjoying myself. I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying my friends. I'm enjoying seeing them get married. I'm enjoying having conversations about when we all plan on starting a family. I'm really enjoying my life with my boyfriend lately. You know, like we're having a lot of fun together. We're, we've been together for many, many years and that pressure was making things not fun and no one wants that. Right. And even in happy moments, I was thinking about things that could bring the energy down. And once I released that and realized that I'm going to get to where I need to be when it's meant to be, it's going to be okay. I'm going to achieve those things. But right now I can be happy with where I am um, and kind of sit in that and lean into that. And the rest will come at a later date. If I'm happy and content now, why should I put the pressure of anything else on top of that? I'm just not there and that's okay. I think you really made a big impact on a lot of listeners. And if the word happy was too over the top, I love that you said content. Can you be content with right now so that you're not lowering your vibe and you're truly attracting the life you want, which is just good energy. Good energy comes good energy comes good energy. Even if it's not the life that you thought you were going to have, you could always bring that good energy forward with changes things. All right. My last question for you before you go back to class, what has been your most favorite episode of The Truthiest Life? Oh my gosh, that is such a crazy question. But I have to say that it had to have been your first episode with Brie and her truly traumatic and intense story. And I I say that because I was so moved by it. And I think it also made a big impact on me as a young woman who walks around in a city at night. I have to be highly aware of my surroundings, things like that. But it also is such a powerful story. And I loved hearing you interview her so beautifully and so eloquently. I immediately was like, everyone needs to listen to this podcast. (laughs) Everyone who is listening to me right now, I posted about it. I texted my friends. I called everyone that would listen to me. I'm like, this is going to be the podcast of the century. Like, let's go pick it up. Start it now. It's the first episode we can all dive in together. It made a big impact on me 
Um, and I still think about that episode to this day. So I, I would have to, I'd have to say that one for sure. And I love your, I love your, um, you know, your episodes with Evan and I've been really interested in your postpartum journey because I just find it so interesting and something that like a lot of people just don't talk about. You're telling me things that I have never heard before. And sorry about that. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to be really prepped and ready when I finally get there. I think there's a, a real, you know, authenticity there. And you're really pulling back the curtain on things that most people would not want to be talking about and be real about. And that's helping an incredible amount of people, I'm sure. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for being you. And thank you for showing up so vibrantly, beautifully. I'm I'm claiming some of your energy because it's clearly abundant within you. And thank you so much for being a friend, a listener. And I'm wishing you a happy holiday season, Christina. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lisa. You too. This has been the opportunity of my lifetime to this point. So thank you. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.